0: Welcome to The Bridge, the official podcast for the University of Maryland, Baltimore School of Pharmacy Patients Program. The Patients Program is the bridge between the community and researchers. The Patients Program created this partnership to help researchers listen to the community's voice in order to build a bridge to an effective learning healthcare community. Here's your host, Rodney Elliott. I am uh, excited to talk to one of uh, Patients Program's newer team members, so to speak. Um, A guy that has, he's kind of more like behind the scenes guy. So, you know, um, a lot of stuff that we do here at the Patients Program, people have a lot of hands in it. Today, we're here to talk about a project that um, the Patients Program has been working with. Our community members and Joe is a key integral part to uh, that program. Um, If anybody knows about the patient program, the programs we work on, the projects we work on, I would say, so to speak, we have acronyms for everything. Um, And this one is no different. So, Joe, I want to talk to you about the show project. But before we get out and talk about the show project, can you just let people know what show stands for?
1: Yeah, it's called
0: the spotlight uh
1: wide uh, it's really uh trying to you know just like everything that we do at the patient program really focusing continuous engagement yeah and using those continuous engagement ideas those, uh, those principles in dissemination in sharing our message the message that other researchers community advisors are trying to get out so it's really um bringing that idea of continuous engagement.
0: When we talk about dissemination, getting information back out into the community so people understand it, that's key. That's super important. I can count on both hands how many times I've been out in the community and I've had to explain or re-explain a document, a flyer, or um, something to the the community members because it just wasn't in the language that they understand. can you talk to our audience about how important it is to put messages out, to um, send literature out, to send emails, or just to communicate with um, non-pharmacy or non-research people, like the importance of um, putting that information out in a way they understand. But also, I need to correct myself. It also works for our researchers as well. We need to put information out, long story short so people understand it. How important is that, Joe? When you talk about communication
1: in any partnership, any relationship, um, you know, is is so important. So you know continuing to communicate with people communicate in a way you know that's that's you we know, call it plain language and there you it's go not dumbing it down it's not you know it's not uh you know being condescending or, or insulting it's like you know this is very simply what we what we're going what we're what we would like to do asking you know the our community partners our our patient advisors you know asking them what would you like yeah. to do and um really putting it in simple terms. And, you know, there's just lots of different ways, uh, you know, proven ways, evidence-based ways of training that it helps when you, you know, you're giving something back. It has graphics that are easy to understand, that are, yeah. that are eye-catching. And um, it's just that that continuous engagement, and a lot of engagement is communication, and it's just being consistent and not, not trying to be uh, not trying to be too smart with it, just making it very straightforward and plain, and and you'll get a lot more um interaction, a lot better feedback, and you'll get that reciprocal engagement from people when you're when you're speaking
0: to them at a respectful level that they can they they understand. The reciprocal engagement, continuous engagement is key because we want people to ask questions. I know I do when I go out in the community. This is what the patients program is all about. And the, to be quite honest, definition of um, community engagement, reciprocal engagement, or consistent engagement. We have to have that in the work we do with the Patients Program because we want to build those relationships. But, Joe, you hit that nail on the head when you're talking about sustaining those relationships. Joe, are there any relationships since you've been in your previous role or your new role now that from the dissemination tools, from the show project, um, have those relationships been – built sustained and then be quite honest if you have some that have it can you talk about that as well yeah i mean you know
1: coming from the patients professors academy you know we you know consistently every friday send out in some some form or fashion uh, we've actually had a a really nice um you know upfit. one of our our one of newer team member than me tralisa colby has really um updated the newsletter but every Friday during the Academy, outside the Academy, you know, send like, um, these are things that are happening in the patients program, you know, like patients day, uh, positions, but also here is a calendar of events that are coming up that might be of interest. Here are some articles or other things that we're doing to, um, attract more attention. So it's something that we do, you know, every Friday of making sure that people are informed, um, you know, and get a lot of, you know, get some responses to people. So those newsletters are really, really helpful, really, it helps to know what's going on. And we can be informed. Um, I think when it comes, yeah, in there are plenty of people in that went through that graduated the Patients' Professors Academy that aren't that don't have as much of a to it, and you know, I think that's just where sometimes where people are is that um, they may be receiving information and they not be, may not be taking any action, but they're still receiving it, and you know, I think one of the maybe a success story we had this past patients professors academy is that someone that i hadn't really had any interaction with since they graduated recommended two or three people to join the academy and the the people that that were recommended didn't even know each other so um you know i I think it's just that consistency um not being not jamming their their inbox every day it's like i said i i try and make it very consistent Once a week, you're going to get an email from me. If you get another one, it's usually something to an individual or it's something that is, you know, a quick turnaround. So that's Mm. more emergent, but, um, but yeah, it's just that consistency. And, and when people email me is getting back to them as quickly as possible.
0: One of the terminologies we all use at the patient's program is meeting the community where they are and, um, whether it's physically going out. To their events uh, and engaging with them, or whether it's um, sending information, um, you know, via flyer, via pamphlet, via newsletter. Um, we understand that the patient program people interpret and receive receive and also interpret information differently. What are some of the things that you learn when it comes to community engagement, or when, he, or you learn when it comes to staying consistent with our uh, community members, or to be quite honest, whoever we engage on both sides, from the research side as well in general, I'm kind of a novice to,
1: you know, health, public health, things like that. That's not, that's not my background, but it's more in training, more in community engagement. I thought that you're a doctor, you research, you come up with a great idea and everyone just automatically adopts it. That there, there is a, you know, that is absolutely not true. And I've, I've come to realize that it takes a lot of work to go from what you're doing in the lab or, or what you're doing um, in your community, like new ways to engage, new ways to, to get people um, activated and interested in health. It takes a lot of work to get that idea from one little community to a much wider space. Yeah. And we we're just talking about that plain language. There were a ton of dissemination toolkits out there, you know, the, the like 50 to 80 to 120 pages of like, this is how you do all this. And we're talking about that plain language. I mean, even for me, when I see like, all right, this is a 120-page document, you know, my my eyes start to cross because it's such a, it's such a huge endeavor. And now, like, I'm a community member. I want to get this good work out. And now I have to go through this whole process. I think what we really want to do, this continuous engagement and marrying continuous engagement to dissemination, is that mm. you can do that dissemination in a much easier way as long as you're Communicating. There are simple ways to make sure that you're getting that message out to people by working those relationships, those partnerships, that continuous engagement that you've you've worked on that you can disseminate that. You can share those ideas, those practices that show a lot of promise to other people. Um and and not be uh not have to go through this really super dense document that they're and that was that was part of what show was about is like what are some of the best practices? Let's Let's get to the. Let's cut to the heart of yep. how we get the word out. Um, and again, that's that plain language. Let's let let's really get down to how what's the best way to do it. And that was partially, let's review a few different dissemination toolkits. Which ones are the most helpful to us? But also, actually talking to people that are in the community or who are patients. Like if I'm receiving this information, how what's going to be the most effective way? for you, an organization or a researcher to give me that information. And that was that was the other part of SHOW was this kind of dissemination think tank. Like uh, researchers, you know, were able to come and say, I'm trying to figure out how to do dissemination the best way possible. And they got in, uh, input from our uh, community members, from uh,
0: people that were involved in, in SHOW. In my role, I do a lot more engaging with the community Um, that I do with the research side because when I explain who I am and what we do with the patient program, putting it in plain language, I basically say we, the patient program, sit in the middle of the research community, academia community, and we sit in between on the other side of that is the actual community, meaning the neighborhoods, meaning the stakeholders, the folks who um, have those lived experiences um, and are willing to come to the table and share them. When show is being developed and we're talking about how to disseminate information, a lot of times it may sound like we're talking about how do the doctors, how do the researchers, how do the academia get the information to the community? Okay, that is part of it. But in your experience of working with both sides, Joe, can you tell us a little bit or um, share a little bit stories from the researchers side, from the academia side? What are some of the things that they learned throughout this process? with show because again, they come up with these ideas, they come up with these projects and boom, it's gonna help the community. But what they really don't understand is sometimes we put them in rooms or in Zooms with community members that have strong opinions that say, no, Dr. So-and-so, that that won't work. We gotta try it another way. So how has the researchers side, or how has the academia side um, received this show project?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, it was, you know, we had uh, one researcher who, um, who I, I think you're familiar with, who um, was uh, was a part of our first uh, Patients' Professors' Academy cohort, and and she was working with uh, communities in Wisconsin, and she really wanted some input from uh, our uh, from our show participants of you know kind of what we're saying, like how often should I be communicating. Gotcha. What should I be telling them as the project goes along? You know, the you know, the research, sometimes the research can take years and it's keeping that consistency of when should I when are the the communication points? When should I be doing this? And yeah, I, I think I think researchers, if you can at least convince them to come into the room, I think they get something valuable out of it because they're learning. A perspective that they're not seeing—that they, you know, they're coming up with the research. It's sound. It's very rigorous. But when it comes to how am I going to get it out to the community, or the community members I'm asking, asking, well, what, what's the point of this? Like, what's the point? Yeah. How is it, how is it going to um, improve the health of our community or or another community? Like, this, what's the benefit? Yeah, yeah. What's what's the benefit? But like, even if there's a benefit, how are you making sure that we know? That that's a benefit, and, and it's it's really laying that out. And I think that sometimes, just exactly the you know, that it, I came up with this great research, and now everyone's going to adopt it. it. It takes steps, and it takes intentional steps to get that message out. And I think um, our research partners that have been involved in that realize that that continuous engagement is very important. Is that as the research evolves as the research ends is that's not where the relationship ends okay. any partnerships any relationships that you formed with the community with advisor is it has to continue and that was the that was really the cornerstone of show of saying continuous engagement works for dissemination that dissemination is just an element of continuous engagement that you should be continuing to engage because i think it leads to It leads to more research. It leads to uh, more innovation.
0: Yeah, some of our partners that um, I've been lucky to meet and engage with, and to be quite honest, make a phone call or send an email, and they're ready and eager to participate in whatever the patient's program has going on, has either stemmed from a relationship that was created before I got here, or soon after I got here, and they're still along this journey with the patients program. It's because of the continuous engagement. It's because of we found a way to meet them where they are. It's because through bi-directional learning, whether it's through a focus group, whether it's through a couple Zoom sessions, or to be quite honest, right here on this platform we have with the bridge is, again, we're finding ways to stay connected with our community in a way they understand, in a way they can um, leave with um, their questions answered and to be quite honest, feel comfortable coming back, asking us the easy or or hard questions and us finding that connection. And from the researcher's side, when they come out to our events as well, when they come out or, or when they hear about the bridge or to honest, when they wanna get on the bridge or, or when they wanna share their story, to me, I feel like we're still finding ways to do this continuous engagement. And it's not one template. Why is it important? Um, from your standpoint as um, one of the architects again behind the show project why is the show project important um, and again I want to kind of give it from two lenses from that researcher side and from that community side and then like tie it all together and uh, tell us why the patients program felt this was important
1: yeah and I, I think I think one thing I really want to point out and this is maybe it kind of it kind of straddles the line in the question is that from our work and show, it led to another oh. uh, an opportunity for one of our advisors, oh. Neha Dave, Generation Patient, to you know gain a, a start a project with PCORI, with the Patient Centered Outcomes Research Institute for her own uh, you know her own uh, research or um, uh, working on a particular uh, program that was that was funded. For me, there's no good reason to not try and build these. Long-standing, continuous partnerships Yeah, because you just don't know where it's going to lead. As long as you are, you know, that, that kind of the mutual benefit, that mutual communication that if you're, you know, if you're an active researcher, I mean, there's going to be more opportunities to work with the community in different ways. If you're a community member, there's going to be more opportunities for you to give your input, to actually seek out more benefits for your community, to learn about advancements in health, and also to really make sure that other people that are doing research do it in the right way, that are actually working with your community instead of studying your community. And, um, you know, the, you know, like I said, the, the goal, the goal was really to focus on dissemination, but really it's, it's just another element of that continuous engagement that by... By really embracing that idea of continuous engagement, that after the research is over, the partnership isn't over, that we're going to share with you what we learned and how it can take us to the next step. Because um, communities change, research agendas change, but um, if you have that as the, your, your ethos or, like I said, that cornerstone that we're going to continue to engage, um, that dissemination becomes much easier because you know exactly who to talk to. Um, If you have questions or I'm trying to get the word out and it's not working, you can talk to the community that can help you. Um, If you're, if you're the community, you know, you're getting, you're getting the kind of attention from research and academia that you deserve, which is letting you know what's going on, what happened with that research, what was the, the upshot of it. And uh, it really comes to forming those partnerships, I, I think. I think we've demonstrated um, there's a lot of benefit to it, to both to both sides, to everyone.
0: Involved, so. Yeah, yeah, to both sides. It's just me speaking. I think from the um, feedback from the research at academia, I think they found a level of uh, accountability that they're happy to be charged with when they work with the patients program. And from the community standpoint, I think it's given them a little bit of confidence to have a little bit more control and to say so in their health um for them and for their community and for the patients program again to be that bridge or be that connector um those are kind of the shining moments when you have long days at work or when you have to you know plan an event and you know not know who's going to come or how many people's going to attend um something you just don't know and until you actually do those things so i know i've been at an event and again the, the, the testimony i shared about the person no longer with that company and didn't know, didn't even know if she was coming, but now I have, I've been reconnected with that organization. Um, there have been researchers that come to Patients' Day and even for the event starts are trying to get on the books for next year's Patients' Day because they want to be in that space. Um, show gives people from both sides the opportunity to be in that space of continuous engagement and, uh, kudos to you, Joe, and the team for putting that, program that project together and uh again shining your light wide because you know you have to shine it wide when you're talking about um research when you're talking about continuous community engagement um and in that wide light there's so many jewels out there on both sides so many relationships that are built um that are sustained and uh that all you know um come together in the end to try to provide um a great space to learn from each other i think I can't harp on that enough. Um, whether I'm attending a meeting or sitting on the meeting. I know during the PPA when I attended some of those breakout sessions, it's great to see rooms in Zoom where you have people from all different backgrounds sharing their story, sharing their testimony, but we found a way to kind of guide those conversations so it's coming to an end result. Or what or or what can we do next? Or like how can we improve? Asking the the real questions. You're asking the um the uh questions that need to be asked um and both sides are having the safe space to give their response so again kudos to the show cohorts i think that
1: people are doing dissemination sometimes better than they think because mm. they're, because they're you know they're communicating they're, they're they're you know sending out a newsletter i mean that's part of it i i think it's kind of demystifying this idea of dissemination i mean there needs to be you know, efforts to get the word back out to a community, to the people that should hear the message. But I, I think people are doing it. I, I think when we've worked with community members. They're like, well, I don't do dissemination or some community organization. It's like, are you sharing the things that you're doing? It's like, well, yeah, it's like, then you're doing it. You're doing it, yes. Maybe there's more effective ways to do it. Maybe there's there's other um, other ways to get attention or, or to really get that word out, but you're doing it. It's just, we have this, this fancy long word that that makes it seem like not everyone has the has the ability or is doing it well. So I think when we think about it as sharing the story or as this continuous engagement, I think it demystifies something that can seem a little foreign, I guess.
0: Yeah, and and, and to be quite honest, you gotta be innovative nowadays. Like, don't get me wrong, the bulletin board still works in the community center. Yes, people do see that. The newsletter does work as well. The trifold pamphlet works. But if you have a podcast, or if you have social media, or um, resources to that, like those are ways now dissemination is changing and can be a tool, a tool in your tool tool bag. Because you show up to a job and you got and and you're you're you a guy contractor. You 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 got a you got a tool bag. You got a a, a pickup truck out front with all the tools in you Just never know what you're gonna have to use when you get into that to that building or to that home. When it comes to community engagement or when it comes to engaging research uh, research folks, academia in the community, you have to have a vast tool bag. Um, and it's good to see that show is shining a light um, so people can see that. So, yeah. Well, Joe, thank you for your time today. Really appreciate you joining us here on The Bridge. Thank you for listening to The Bridge Podcast. To learn more about the Patients Program, visit our website at www. .patience.umaryland.edu.